thank you so much for coming thank on to you. our podcast. Um, what about the bands? Yes. And um, you guys are our first collaboration podcast collaboration, yeah. which is mild. Actually, mad. Yeah. Actually, honor. It's an honor for us, man. Honor for us. Like before we go into the top, it's an honor for them. And like before, before you guys, um, we go into the topic. Just a little brief to like let people know like about you guys yourselves, your names, and how you started the podcast. Just a brief word. That doesn't have to be in detail. And the name of the podcast. Yes. Sure. So my name is Corday. I'm also known as Manuel. My name is David. I'm also known as B. Um, and we started our podcast, which is called The Purple Podcast. Um, we started hey. it officially probably about nine weeks ago. In fact, oh, wow. no, less than nine weeks. Um, yeah. Maybe about Very five fresh. weeks ago, something yeah, like that. Yeah. As soon as the lockdown started is when we started our podcast. Mm. And okay. um, the purpose of the podcast is an audio space that um, essentially features people of contrasting views. Um, obviously, mm. it's just the two of us because we're in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the reason we started it um, in the main was one because purple is the color of royalty but two mm. we've noticed that there are a lot of people who twist is a great example they are not able to listen to people of contrasting views yeah, yeah. um all they do mm. is argue and when they don't argue it's a sh- when they do argue it's a shouting fest mm. and otherwise they just sort of enter into echo chambers so we wanted to provide a space where everybody could um where you could just sort of listen to different views yeah um, mm. hopefully views that you don't agree with Mm, and hear mm. people with opposing or contrasting views yeah. disagree amicably and still mm. be friends Amazing. at the end of it. Mm. Uh, so it's like you get Amazing. yourself a little bit of red, get yourself a little bit of blue, and that makes the color purple. Okay. So. Hey. And guys, like audience who is listening, thank you so much for listening to All About the Band. Sorry, we've yes, done guys. our introduction all the way wrong. I've been flabbergasted, fighting with this audio mic, and I want to dash this laptop, this old <laughs> laptop. I was just about to curse for the Lord. <laughs> thank you jesus <laughs> but yeah thank you guys so much thank you jesus thank you guys so much for listening to all about the bands i am your co-host mr de la cruz and i'm liz biz yeah <laughs> yes. we have a special guest as we said the boys from the the purple podcast wow i almost said the wrong name um but yeah thank you so much for listening and guys we love and appreciate you and value you you lot so thank yes. you for coming on um thanks for having so me. today what is our topic what are we going to talk about what are we going to talk about today? Tell us. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> about financial on, freedom. Financial freedom. Yep. Financial. Financial. Yeah, so we thought it would be... <laughs> you're a mess. We thought it would be amazing to have these two incredible guys who I personally listen to their podcast and, you know, I don't listen to everybody. Um, but I... Because not every, like, conversation needs to be a podcast. Like, sometimes it's for, you know... It's not, you know, oh, I, I tripped up today. Let's talk about it on the podcast. No, it's not that serious. No, um, not that deep. But yeah, it's it's not that deep. But two two guys who I know Corey, I, I met his brother officially. He's he's known me for like forty minutes as the struggler, <laughs> trying to get his, <laughs> his stuff together. Um, but yeah, I know Corey through um men's fellowship um for men. Um, shout out to you guys, and it's been incredible and fun fact actually. I me and your brother, we went to the same university. Yeah. Oh really. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, not very for shit. Not the ghetto. Oh, no. Okay, the one after for your masters. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we went Middlesex University. Well, I, I graduated my masters in um 2016, so we went oh, different times. Oh, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 16, 17, 18. 
Sure you started. Sorry, bro. We'll give you time to count. Oh yeah, no, nah, that's when I started. So yeah, when I started is when you graduated. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. Gosh, I feel old. That's the lie. Like I love it. Yeah, yeah, it was. But yeah, so back to the topic at hand. We are talking about financial freedom. So basically, you guys know the audience, Auntie Rona, aka Auntie Krokro, as some okay. Africans will call it, has hit planet Earth and majority of us are struggling. Mm. And unfortunately, it's hit a lot of people um, with their physical health. Unfortunately, lots of people have lost their loved ones, uncles, aunties, cousins, lovers, every, every everything. Um, which has been wild, <laughs> but by the grace of God, <laughs> stop it. I'm chuckling. Stop. Lovers. Because, you know what? You know what, guys? People who listen to the podcast, yeah, you know my character. When I feel uncomfortable or nervous, I start doing an awkward laughter. <laughs> like, yeah, right, right. the fact that I said, unless you live in the grave, that is so, <laughs> it's not, in, that's inappropriate. <laughs> but I didn't mean it, guys. I love you a lot. Um, but yeah, as back to what I was saying, lots of people have lost their lives, unfortunately. And COVID-19 has actually hit a lot of people's wallets. Um, hence, we're talking about financial freedom. And um, we got a couple of facts for you guys to let you guys, the audience, know how many people are unfortunately suffering. So according to the official national statistics, unemployment in the UK increased by 22,000 to 1.3 million in the past three months from February, which is drastically and insane this was obviously due to coronavirus um which is actually madness madness yeah. i tell you um yeah and um to state funny enough actually Liz, do you have a couple of statistics well the one that um for example um you know how a lot of people that have been even laid off redu- made redundant yeah. like i have actually i actually have a colleague of mine Real little quick. She, funny enough, she was basically, it was her last day of work, meaning like she had handed in her notice, her last day was coming up, everything. And then, and this was just before the lockdown, she was like really excited for the new job and whatnot. Then, when the whole Sorry. lockdown happened, no, I don't know, Chris, you're so, why are you laughing? God forgive me, man. <laughs> you me. forgive you indeed. You <laughs> like, <are> like, <laughs> so yeah so she was because i was like what are you like i thought it was you were already done were you still working and stuff and she was like well basically she's had to she's actually had to ask her managers to stay on the job she she basically called the other job told them that she's not going to join them and she's had to make she had to speak to her managers and say can i keep this job because her partner had been fired from her job from his job because he's working in a hotel. So in that hotel that he was working, it apparently was really, like, a, it was quite a popular hotel. And basically everyone, what did she say? So everyone that were under two years, that had been working there under two years, had been laid off. And everyone that, um, just over two years, were made redundant. So it's a case, like, she wow. had to, she, and she didn't, she feared that if she, even if she started a new job, you know, by the time maybe she gets her first paycheck or, like you never know with that other job what it could affect mm. it could be affected by the covid so she was like nah let me not mm. risk it let me stay where i am yeah. so <clears throat> but um people so a lot of people have been like fired a lot of people have been made redundant and like um furlough is it called as well Fur- furlough yeah, yeah, furlough yeah, yeah. as well so 
a lot around so a report that was came out on the second of April. Um, so it said uh, almost a hang, no, almost nine hundred and fifty thousand people applied for the universal credit within two weeks. So nine hundred and fifty people, nine hundred and fifty thousand people. But also in that meantime, because by the time you apply and by the time you get your first pay from the university, it's five weeks. So they give you a universal credit loan. But Salvation Army, they're saying that's not cool because why don't you make a grant instead of a loan? Because by the time mm. everyone's out of this lockdown and stuff, people are going to be in debt because right. we'll be from that loan. So, and mm. imagine those people have not been working all this time. So, mm. you know, by the time they want to pay back and everything, it's going to be a bit difficult. Mm. So, it's a, you know what I mean? So a lot of people might be coming out of this in debt. And yeah, it's mad. Exactly. Like, and it's, it's actually, I agree with you, it's actually kind of wild because looking at another um, report that complements your, your, your findings as well about the grants, you know, the state saying they will pay up to 80% of the, the unemployed person's salary if the, the company keeps them on. So that could, the highest earning they could receive is up to 2500 each month. And like you said, this could go, they could have a back payment. So it's beginning to start. It will start in uh, June, I believe, yeah. and they'll do a back payment of March, like you said, which is quite difficult. So listening to those statistics, we're like, right, that's a lot. How is it affecting our generation in terms of the young people? And whether, because I, I saw, I was reading an article and it said that it was affecting lots of young people and, you know, lots of young people is affecting their mental health and things like that. So we came to a debate thinking about budgeting skills. So we were thinking, is budgeting skills a necessity in national school curriculum or should it be the responsibility of the parents or other oh. primary socialisations? <laughs> so when we're, that's what we're going to debate about today. And also because we're just like, you know what? This generation, we are so get it now, get it now, get it now. We don't really save for a rainy day. Um, yeah. So we are going to debate about that. And, you know, P.S., if you are, like, going through it, guys who've lost their job, we are going to pray for you. And, yeah, just please do not go into that dark, deep hole of depression. Because no, no. we can have banter about, you know, this and the other, which we have mm. in the past. But all bants aside, um, you know, health is wealth. And take care of your mental health. Please go out for walks. Pray. If you're Christian, please pray. Ask God to take it, like the burden away from you. He will supply your needs. And in fact, even reaching out to a friend, because, you know, lots of people sometimes, sorry, I feel like I'm just rambling. But basically, look after your mental health, please. Mm. But yes. Now that PSA is out of the way, we love you guys, by the way. Um, <laughs> let's debate, fam. What do so you think? Do you guys think it should be taught in schools? Are you guys going first? Because, you know, you guys are our guests. Like, should it be taught in schools or should it be parents' responsibility? Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, all right, so I'm of the opinion, yeah? I was of the opinion. Mm. <laughs> oh. That, that basically, you know, Number one, if you're gonna take it out of schools, what are you gonna if you're gonna put it into schools, what are you gonna take out of schools and replace it with? Do you know what I'm saying? What are you gonna replace um with what what subjects are you gonna take out? P so man, for me, I religious education. Oh, <laughs> I got time for religious, religious education. Really? No, religious education is good. Let me tell you, okay, two things religious okay. education and physical education. I love that you guys su suggested those. One, <laughs> for those of you who are listening. I'm going to make abundantly clear. I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian, first and foremost. All right. Mm. 
And so for me, it's like, I, I like engaging in conversations with people um, who are not Christian. Like, mm. let's engage in conversation. Mm. I'm, I'm not here to convert you. I can't do that. Only yeah. the Holy Spirit can, and hopefully that, he will. Yeah. Mm. But Come like, on. I'm not, I'm not trying to convert you, but I just want to hear, like, why do you have the perspective that you do? Right. And for me, growing up, having religious education, especially at secondary school, you know, mm. philosophy and ethics, you know, we were able to kind of have those debates within the classroom, which yeah. taught us how to have conversations with people of different beliefs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And mm. beliefs are fundamental to who we are. Um, they are fundamental mm. to who we are. So I wouldn't say get rid of that. Physical nah. education now, well, this lockdown has taught us one, at least one thing is that everybody should be doing physical education. Like, I don't know about you. Right. I'm a young guy, but I've, when I've just been sitting down at my desk doing either music or doing my dissertation or whatever, it's like I've started to get back pains, mm. like lower back pains, <laughs> because I've not been moving Exercise. around. I haven't been mm. active. Not been active, not mm. been exercising. Mm. So, you know, that's from us staying at home. How much more mm. kids who are at school and only get one hour at lunchtime and 15 minutes for break? Yeah. It's mm. like they also need something else to, to educate, to, sorry, to, to get that exercise in as well. Because by and large, six-year-olds don't go to the gym. Yeah. 12 year olds yeah. don't go to the gym. Do you feel what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. that's that's what I would Boy. say. I, in, to answer it though, I think that it is the prime responsibility of the parents. Okay. And the reason I mm. say that, and I'm willing to be convinced, but the reason I say that is because one, you'll either learn wisdom from people who tell you, because the access isn't inaccessible. Mm. Sorry, the information isn't inaccessible. Or two, you'll be foolish because just because they teach in schools doesn't mean people will use it. Mm. And you'll end up suffering for it until you get it right. So I say parents should teach. And I understand that there are many caveats to that. David, what do you think? All right, all right. Corridor's had his turn. Now it's my turn. (laughs) I believe the main responsibility lies with the education system all the way through and through. Now, Mm. let me address some of the arguments you made. You said, number one, um, finding the time. What else do you take away? Well, the answer to that is nothing. With a lot of schools, you'll see what they do, how their uh, school day runs. Well, for us, for my secondary school, when I was in secondary school, it was you had first period, second period, third period. They were each one hour long, right? Mm. So you had no break. That would take you from 9 to 12. 12 o'clock is lunchtime. Lunch for about, I don't know, maybe... 40, 40, 45 minutes or 50, maybe, okay, okay, let's even say lunch was an hour. So then mm. one o'clock, then after, then one o'clock to two o'clock, you had third, you had fourth period, two o'clock to three o'clock, fifth period, end of the day registration, everybody go home. You take 10 minutes from each of those periods, from each of those five lessons, you have a 50 minute time slot. That 50 minute time slot can be put towards teaching stuff like financial education you know and things like that that's number one that's number one number two the issue with letting the main responsibility lie on parents is that a lot of parents aren't on the same uh there's they're not on the same mental playing field now what do i mean by that there's certain that's a pc let's let's stick into it Oh, listen, listen. <laughs> this guy wants to cause trouble. There's <laughs> parents, yeah, that have a mindset of, you know, the dreamer. They have the mindset mm. of, okay, let me look for where is opportunity? Where can mm. I invest my money? Where can I put it? And then there's, mm. there's parents that will teach their children about the laws of money. Do you know what I'm saying? We all know the Jew- Jewish people. I don't know a single poor Jewish person. Like, I, yeah. to me, I, it doesn't, it just doesn't exist. 
And it's because the Jews handle their money in a certain way and they teach it to their next generation. Do you see what I'm saying? And in the black community, that, ne that isn't necessarily there. So now if you leave the major onus on parents to then teach their, their children about um, money and finances, because some parents have a poverty mentality, that's the mentality they'll tell their children about. And that's what their children mm. grow up learning. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. So as, as far as I'm concerned, the school has a major, major, major role in uh, teaching children about finances. I mean, you know, they'll tell you, 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 you're in maths, you do algebra, you know, you do Pythagoras theorem. When have I, I am 22 years old. When have I ever? Tell them, yes. <laughs> Speak it. Honest to God. I haven't. And the thing is, yeah, the education system, they've taught people a lot of garbage, a lot of garbage, mm. because no, they don't right. teach people to be financially free. They don't teach mm. people financial information. They teach people just to, just to fill another stat. Mm. Okay, one person's retired, one worker's retired. We have another 100 workers that have just finished university. They'll work and they'll put money in our pockets. Mm. That's generally mm. how I see it. So as for where the responsibility lies, that should be the school's job through and through. And it doesn't matter if, you know, um, somebody's a rich person and they've come from a rich family and, you know, they're wiping their backside with £10 notes and whatever. <laughs> like, everybody's put on a level playing ground. Mm. Everybody's put on a level playing field. And then what you choose to do with that information, that's your own. I'll give you another mm. example. Mm. So, oh, sorry, carry on. Oh, thank you, bro. No, 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 carry on. Oh, no. So it was like, let's say sex education. Mm. Loads, especially when we were... They don't teach you right in school, school, man. Sex education was on the rise. It was more and more important. They didn't teach a writing school. Let's get that out. There. Yeah, let's 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 get that out there. Let's acknowledge that, that statement right there. But even with that sex education, did that stop people from dropping their pants and whoring themselves out? Oh wow! No, nope, not, not. It made them just, even more intrigued. It made them even more intrigued. Do you see what I'm mm. saying? And now, if you teach young people about money, about finances, about mm. stuff like the rule of seventy-two. Especially because you, as you grow up, you, you tend to understand more the importance of money. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you teach them that from young, people will be saving and doing a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But yeah, that's, that's just my stance on it. You know what? I, I have to agree with you. I, I think it's a bit of both because, you know, some people, they have parents where they're really good at budgeting. They know how to, you know, basically teach their children how to budget properly. And other parents, unfortunately, they could be crackheads. They could be prostitutes. You don't know. Everyone's yeah. living situations is different, in it? So, yeah. and they could, you know, you never know. Some people grow up in a foster care system. So I do personally believe that they should, um, they should teach budgeting skills in schools as well. And maybe make it an additional lesson. I personally mm. wouldn't like to learn about RE. And I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm living my best um, chubby, fluffy, not fat, okay? <laughs> chubby life okay with this auntie rona i am eating i'm snacking and i'm looking like a snack as well too if i do say myself i'm single um but yeah um <laughs> just put it out there to the ladies even though i sound like a 10 year old girl but it's just, I, can't be, can't, I can't be six foot free good looking and sound like some next base there's this guy called side note there's this guy called promise in our men's fellowship and when i tell you he has the deepest swaggiest voice i'm envious but um sorry i digressed um where was i yes so when you talked about what i find interesting about savings um and i'm pointing at you guys this is like we're recording over soon and i'm like this like miss chance <laughs> <laughs> but um so when we talk about savings obviously our generation um 
and versus the the generation c um i feel like sometimes it's savings first it's instant gratification and um why do you do you guys kind of think like there's any kind of difference between those dif- those different generations or do you think like i'm trying wait, to wait 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 just before just before you move on to the next thing i just want to quickly add on about teaching in school because okay. i think i think you're moving yeah, on to the cool. savings right yeah yeah but let's go back let's rewind <laughs> I was like, child, I was like, you move? I thought he was going to say your opinion. I was like, what? Child, you're moving already? <laughs> Sorry, carry on. No, no, it's cool. No, because I was like just doing some research and stuff and I saw on Forbes um, and oh, nice. they were saying how um, most Americans, because they were talking about the American statistics. So, yeah. Um, they were saying that um, they did a survey and around 63% of parents agree that it should be taught in schools. And they also asked mm. them, they also asked them at what stage should they be taught? And the highest, which was 33%, they said in middle school. So I'm guessing that's secondary school um, yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. So they said that, um, so the highest percentage, which was 33% of parents said that they would want the kids to be taught in middle school. Um, and then after okay. that, I think it was high school. And then, yeah, but so middle, school, middle school. Middle school is like. No, middle school pro- is secondary school. High school is sixth form. And then college is university. Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> so confusing but yeah that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so in middle school so and i kind of like i'm going towards what david is saying i agree that it should be taught at school even though parents do have responsibility right mm. but a school is good because also what chris mentioned there's some people that their parents might don't know how to budget might not know how yeah, to true. handle money that's look, their look, problem that's no. their problem. Oh, if you don't know how to buy a chair, then no, no, that's, that's unreasonable. That's unreasonable. I'm in agreement with all of you. I'm in agreement with all of you. I just chose that side because otherwise, if we all agree, I, I had to make it more. Oh easy. yeah, no, 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 cool, cool. I just no, it's to, cool. Yeah, it's so cool. I, because you know what? No, carry on. Sorry. I was like, no, that's fine. Because you know, I was thinking for myself because I, I just like to speak for myself because obviously I don't know about everyone else. But for myself, when I thought about mm. when I was growing up, did my parents teach me about saving and stuff? And to be honest, no. Like my parents never really discussed um, about paying bills or anything in front of us. Like it was just a case like, mom, I want this, I want that. So even if they were struggling or not struggling, I wouldn't really know. Kind of thing. You know, African parents would mm. be like, no. no Tomorrow, tomorrow, but that kind of meant they didn't have it then. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You couldn't have what you wanted yeah. all the time. Um, yeah. But I, for me, I realized like my parents didn't really teach me about finance and money and stuff. And because of that, it led me to having, you know, debt issues. And obviously, we'll come, we'll come to that. But I think mm. if, and my parents are very clever in maths in terms of like they're geniuses in maths and like they're genius in things like to do with maths. So yeah. it's a case, it will, for them, it was more like when you'll be revising mm. with us for school, um, like helping us at home, it'll be more like, you know, your AB, I mean, your, your timetables, this and that. It was never like, okay, let's sit yeah. down and chat about, okay, um, how to budget, how to save, mm. how to do this. I, I don't know if it's mostly African households or something, but for myself, I will say, because if, if I had that with my growing up, um, I would say from school. If I knew from school, then I could have come to my parents and taught them about saving and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. they might not know. So I can bring that knowledge to them as well. So yeah. that was my opinion. On no, that you know what? I, I definitely have to 
agree with you, from Liz, but I'm just thinking about the secondary school, Christopher, because Mr. Delacruz, sorry, because I feel that um, if Susie was teaching me A plus B equals C, safe, then Susie best have best, like, good credit score, number one. Her, her car best not be repoed. Like, don't be a hypocrite, Susie. In fact, yeah. <laughs> let's both learn. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I yeah, can yeah. imagine, how can, like, you, you, this one who's in debt, who, uh, your man has left you, and you're, you're moving from accommodation to accommodation, and you're telling me the importance of saving. Susie, come and sit next to me. You let's both learn. You know, do, you know, do you know what I just thought? I was thinking, I just thought something <laughs> in my head. <laughs> I just thought something. Maybe this is just a thought. <laughs> This is just a thought that just came to my head. How about if they didn't want us to learn about budgeting and stuff like that because they wanted us to be in the system? Hundred percent. Obvious, of course. I mean, not obvious. You have started. It's true. Like, why are you not teaching us that? Like, yeah. you know I don't think so. Come on, Chris. I think that that's a spanner Come in the on. works, but I don't. I need some convincing. How though? Come How, on, like, they don't How? teach you about it, so of course you're gonna end up getting money you don't want, and you're gonna be in debt. When you're in debt, you're paying them for life. <laughs> but why is it my responsibility to teach you about budgeting? Why, when you have your parents who may not be the best, but Google is your best friend. You still have uh, internet. Do you, you don't have Google? internet. You have no, no, library. No, listen, listen, listen. When I think yeah? about it, it wasn't, wasn't Facebook created? We were like old people. Like, do you know what I mean? They think we had internet. <laughs> I had internet explorer, bruv. <laughs> but yeah it's true actually it was horrible um but no i i disagree i have to disagree with you guys there i don't think it's that deep maybe i'm a bit naive maybe i'm a bit oh, so you think you shouldn't but... be taught in school no i think in terms of what you're saying about them wanting to put oh. us in the system Come i on, don't Chris. think that is the case i really I don't i need some Chris, tell me something tell me, so, tell me something right you went tell uni me, tell right me. You went uni, right? I did. I, I went twice. I have two degrees, to... yes. So how much debt are you in? <laughs> huh? How much debt are you in? Who, me? Who's, who's in debt? We're all in debt, Who's in debt? Who's in debt? Today, you know. <laughs> let, no, no, wait, 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 wait. wait. Guys, audience, let me, let me, let me take the pressure. Let me, let me, can I, may I ask you, let me ask, let me ask you a question. <laughs> No, 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 this is, guys, audience, for those who are new listeners, me and Liz are like, we're like siblings, so we go back and forth, it's just like banter, but on a serious note, when I went to university, behave guys, when I went to university and did my undergrad, each year was £3,000, which is fair enough, okay, pause, so when I did my master's, Technically, I guess you're right. I tried to sing it my way. I'm not gonna lie, but I don't see myself in debt though because I'm paying it back. And it yeah, works towards my favor. My my credit scores increase. But oh, no, I don't even it. count student finance as debt though. Who's gonna pay oh? it back? I will no, pay it back, government. You know I will what? pay it back. We're paying it back. <laughs> Come you know on. What? Here's what I'd say though. I'd say that like I was speaking to a friend of mine, and I originally I thought the reason that they don't teach it in schools, like they don't teach financial etiquette and things like that in schools, is yeah. because um the they like this country is the white man's country, quote unquote. Mm. And the white, they, they expect that white people will teach their. I know that's a debatable topic. Yeah, I know, I know. But they they expect that they will. You know, I thought they would expect the parents to teach their children, and I thought that was happening in white households. I spoke yeah. to my friend who didn't, who doesn't consider himself from a well-off household, um, and he was saying that no, that's it's only the rich who teach their children things like that. Mm. Yeah. Working mm. class, heck, even middle class don't really teach their children about like financial prosperity and how you can 
invest so money to reap money kind of thing. It's just yeah. work and, and save. That's a, probably the most you get. Um, so mm. I thought that was particularly interesting. So when we say systems and stuff like that, I mean, I don't think it's a stretch to say that, you know, there are agendas that are pushed. The media does have agendas. The mm. government will obviously push certain things in the educational system and neglect other things intentionally. Mm. What they choose to teach for history is intentionally and specifically chosen. It's not by chance. Mm. You know what I mean? There's mm. a specific, you know, choice that was made. And so when it comes to the, the option of not choosing to teach about finances, there's probably mm. a reason for that, mm. you know? So I, I don't think it's a May stretch to say that, but go on. May, may I ask who taught you guys how to budget your skills, um, budgeting, and um, if, have you learned from any past mistakes at all? Um, yeah. I have made plenty of blunders when it comes to money. Plenty. How much time have we got? You want to <laughs> go through all of them? Or... Damn. I'm joking. We're good for time. It's peak. We're good. It's peak, but, like, you know, um, it's a point where Corey said it's like, sometimes you need to, like, get burnt to learn, you know? Yeah. Something Facts. I believe very firmly is that those who don't hear must feel. Um, Facts. You know, our mum, she's been a person that's always been, like, save, save, save. Not necessarily, like, having different savings for different things, but just save for a rainy day. That term, yeah. I've been hearing that for years. Just save, because you never know what, what will happen tomorrow. You don't know if you'll get laid off that's or... Good. COVID comes around the corner. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like, now that it's here, I think there was a stat, I can't remember the numbers exactly, but it said, um, I think it said like over 60% of um, Brits don't have any savings whatsoever. That is wild. Which is alarming. That, Crazy. that is wild. Mm, mm. Wow. So, yeah, she, she's been the person that, that, has, that has taught me. But yeah, I've had many blunders, many blunders. I think for me, um, again, it, it's come from mum. And I think this is, this is where it now, beget, it now begets, well, it now gets interesting because I'm sure, you know, think about it this way. You've got kids, you give them pocket money, you struggle to give them pocket money. I'm not saying our mum struggled like that or anything, but obviously it was, mm -hmm. it was not the easiest journey. Let me put it that way. And she would probably say, by the, I made it by the grace of God. Right. which kind of yeah. speaks to, you know, it wasn't by my own strength and there was struggle involved. Mm. But, you know, there are loads mm. of parents who are struggling. They give their children school money. Those mm. kids don't get pocket money, for example, which we didn't necessarily get. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you, you kind of watch how those kids manage their money. And based mm. off of that, you'll give them advice for it. So if you're struggling yeah. and they just, bl they just blunder them, they, they spend their money, you know, they, you know, they just waste all of it. You're going to go back and tell them, we don't have that much money to spend. Stop yeah. wasting your money. Yeah. Or else I'm going to give you less. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's financial advice right there. Subtly speaking, right there. You're informing how they manage their money. And so, um, and if they're saving it very well, you, you'll probably just keep them with the same money or maybe even give them less because it's like, you're saving, you don't need any more from me kind of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or as a reward, you'll continue to give them the same and they can spend their savings on whatever they want. That's financial training, mm -hmm. subtly speaking, right there. Okay. And so for me, it's like children will respond um, differently depending on who they are depending on the situation to what you go to your financial situation yeah. if you're financially well they will respond to that by thinking well life is just a bed of roses if mm. you're financially struggling they will respond to that by either making the same mistake or saying I don't want to be that and so we grew up mm. with you know the same upbringing but for me it was like okay um, I don't I like having money mm. like mm. I, I like having it there I see it, money answers all things, right? I see it as a, a sort of a power, right? Not, not like a power, but it's like 
you have power to a degree if you have money. You're more comfortable. You're more comfortable. You know what I mean? You don't have to struggle. You can see your friends. So for me, and and here's the other thing as well. There's something you call in Yoruba culture, Nigerian Yoruba culture, Ojukokoro, which basically means eyes of a spider. Oh, wow. Basically means like like everything you see, you want to have. I'm not like that. The, okay. like, I don't care yeah, to yeah, buy yeah. Jordans for 200 and something pounds. What that's a like frivolous me. waste yeah. of money. Yeah, I yeah, want yeah, to. See? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah. You see the difference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that, yeah. Wait, wait. I have a quick question, actually. That leads me to my question. Corridor, are you... You're not Generation C, are you? Um, so... What's I think Generation I'm Generation... Z? What's this letter? This, that's how British people say it. Chris, Zed. We say Z. Oh, wow. <laughs> Zed, Z, Z. No, we all said Dragon Ball Z when we were younger. Come on. Come on. Um, but yeah, exactly, I'm, Dragon Ball Z. There you go. That's so dead, isn't it? No, I'm joking. Um, but no, I, I, think, I think I take myself to be a millennial generation Y, but right at the end, because I, I was born right at that time where they say, some say it's, it's generation Y, which is millennial. Some say it's generation Z. He's definitely generation Z. Um, exactly. So I can see it in between you guys. So that led, led me to the, a nice segue. May I pat myself on the back? Who's, <laughs> <laughs> who's the worst? Who's the better saver? Uh, uh, generations Z. Y oh. or Generation Z? Because oh, it's like Generation Y versus... Generation Z. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, Z. Sorry. So it's like savings versus instant gratification. Um, you know, when we talk about saving for a rainy day, but Mr. David here, you know, talking about like <laughs> Jordans. Instantly, I mean, do you know what it is? That was tough because I see that as it's something subjective um, for each individual yeah. person. I've seen people that are my age that are younger that mm-hmm. just stack, stack, stack. Mm. Like, yeah, they will deprive themselves of every single thing that they want because mm-hmm. they have a certain goal. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, one would think that it's, it's the previous generation that, you know, they're more sticklers for saving because they lived in a time where uh, it wasn't about going to, I don't know, the Nike shop and getting trainers or getting the latest tracksuit or whatever. They, that, mm. Those were times where, you know, actually put your money away and mm. then buy a house, buy a house, mm. get a car, like Fats. do things that you want to do, like travel the world, you know what I'm saying? So I, I think it's... On first glance, I'd say Generation Z? Generation Y. Y. Millennials. Y. I'd say Generation y. Y. Yeah. y. Even Gen X, which was the generation before that, our parents. Really? So oh, wow. they're, they're, they're the masters of saving, in my opinion, because they've they had are. If I, Yeah, the hard way. Yeah. Um, humble I beginnings. Uh, it's, it's, it's wild. Crazy. It's definitely mean? wild. I, Liz, what, do you want to go first? Or... Um, Ladies first. So basically, so basically, you're saying like, which one, which one spends le- more recklessly between millennials and Generation Z, right? Yeah. Oh, there you said it right. You said it right. Generation Z. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so who does savings? Who does versus think, instant gratification? I don't know. I I think it depends on the people because I have seen people that are younger that have you know, the know how to stuck. And I've seen people that are older, they just want to spend kind of thing. Like me, mm. personally, me, I'm weird. Like, it's crazy because my mom, yeah, she used to say, no, you know, when you work, you work hard for your money, like, spend. <laughs> Literally, my mom would be like, you worked hard for your money. A lot you know, of women when say you, that. 
when you die, because no, <laughs> when you die, you know, who's gonna have your money? Who's gonna take it? Like, it's just gonna go for mm. someone else. Most like that, actually. Yeah, most people, some it's gonna go someone else to spend it, so spend it. Mm. So, but I was always the type that, no, oh, like when I would literally go to the shop and I'll see a pair of trainers that I might like, but I'll think, I always think, no, I can buy something better than trainers. I, I was, I was kind of stingy with money in a way because I would not yeah, want to. I felt yeah. bad to like treat my not treat, but like I felt bad to like buy something so expensive for trainers mm. when I can like get another pair of trainers for a cheaper price yeah. kind of thing. I don't know, yeah, yeah. and I thought, and I'll think, wait, like, I don't, do I really? That's it. I would always think, do I need that thing? Do I? Need uh-huh. it? God will bless you. <laughs> look at this do guy. you what need it? Need the life of necessity. Need versus one. Need no, versus I mean, one. Do yeah. I really? Sorry, really and then, and then, basically, like, for example. It, when when I work, I work. So when me and David got married, and when I would like even before we got married, you know, I would tell him like, oh, at lunch for a whole week, I can spend what four pound on lunch. I could because literally you can. I will buy things. Eva, are you eating grass? No, Eva. <laughs> no, you have to be strict. Banana. No, Eva, bring food from home, right? At the end That's, of the day, yes. I can make I can make a ham and cheese sandwich at home instead of paying three pounds for it at, at um, in in prayer or whatever. Or if mm. or if I do buy something, I buy something like say that will just satisfy me. I'm not gonna buy. Do you know what I mean? Whereas with David, so, he will sorry. spend. Sorry. Listen, sorry to interrupt you. You said ham ham and what? Sorry. Cheese. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, the audience. Do you remember she called me British for saying tea? And this 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 Congolese girl is eating ham and cheese. Okay. <laughs> and, I, and I'm the British one because I'm pronouncing Z instead of Z. That's good. Cool. Sorry, yeah, continue. Yeah, <laughs> and then like for example, <laughs> for example, like David would spend like um like say like more than 10 pounds on food, for example. So it was kind of a case where you know, <laughs> is, that, is that what you're looking at him? <laughs> and for example, like, you know, with David, if he sees something like, I don't know, if he sees something, he would want to buy it kind of thing. Mm. Whereas I'm like, no, do you really need it kind of thing? Or do you know what I mean? So we've kind of like worked well because I'm not, I'm not like a big spender. And, you know, so we've mm. kind of like uh, balanced it out. But I think it all depends on the people because... I don't think it's, it's even a generation because even back then, even like in our generation in the bit, if you saw the music videos, the chains, you know, yeah, you need to look, yeah. people people would want to have that lifestyle and they would still spend, <laughs> you know what I mean? People, so yeah. it just depends on yourself. I, <clears throat> I, I think you're definitely right. It definitely depends on your upbringing and individual differences taken into yeah. account. Real quickly, guys. Um, <laughs> what mistakes, cool. Go for it. Go for it. What past mistakes have you guys like maybe two or three, um, you could say that you've you've gone through and you've learned from, and stuff. Oh yeah, um, I've made no mistakes. Thank, thank God. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, well, thank God, God forgive you. I've been perfectly excellent with all of my finances. No, I think I would say what my what my what I feel was a mistake for me was in terms of what I prioritized that I spent my money on. So I know that when I left uni and I was working, you know, I was, I was really, really prudent with my money. Mm. But then what I chose to spend that money on at the time, Mm. I look back now and that, that, that is now, that's now wasted money. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, 
you know, it would be on, you know, going to places with certain people or persons and, you know, things like that. And it's like, well, you know, people say, well, you had the memories, but, you know, those people are no longer in my life. So it's like, well, that's, that's wasted money. So it's like, and it was, it didn't have to, as the the amount of money that was spent didn't necessarily have to be spent. You Mm. know what I mean? Um, But, you know, live in the moment. Living your um, best life. <laughs> and I, of course, Living there must be balance life. and everything. But if I could look back and say, okay, you know what? I wish I had maybe spent a little less back then okay. and and kept my savings. Do you know what I mean? Um, I would have more today. So that's okay. what I would say was at least one mistake I can look back. Uh, I guess second mistake is kind of tied to it. It's like just having saved more from earlier. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like yeah. literally from university. Because what I was doing at uni, the money, because I lived at home because I was a more financial, financially prudent option. Commuting mm. costs less than living on campus. Mm-hmm. And so I had enough to spend over the summer. Okay. And it's like, okay, instead of spending it over the summer, it's like, no, I wish I spent as little as possible mm. and just kept saving that. Or mm. maybe even got in the mm. job over the summer. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? Mm. So, mm. so that I could, that money could, you know, sort of accrue or, or grow over time. So that's yeah. at least two things related that I would say were mistakes for me. Um, for me, it would be because obviously out of the two of us, I'm very much the dreamer. So I'm very much the one that will see, you know, the big picture, chase the big dream. Mm. Um, and for me, there was this one like project or scheme where I invested like a big sum of money in. And it wasn't money I necessarily um, could have afforded to have put down at that time, but I put it down um, and then 12 months on, just nothing. So it's like, I put down that money and then shoop, vanish into thin air. Imagine. And it's like, from that one decision, I'm still <coughs> um, obviously having struggles and situations that that money could have helped with. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah, man, I'd say for me, that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. And I, and I wouldn't say that there's one other, um, like, standout, event but just something as a constant what has been hindering for me is just not counting every pound in this Mm. lifetime it's only recently that i've learned you need to count every single pound everything that's going out you need to know where it's going is that thing necessary or not you know what i'm saying yes um so yeah that's that's what i'd say not counting every pound um a lot of people are taking big big l's with that one still Mm. big l's facts it's even in Auntie Rona season, like, guys yeah. do not get tempted to buy, like, tickets to... Where, like, I got a message from EasyJet the other day, like, oh, go on holiday with us. I'm like, ah, where am I going in this Rona season? Am I going to the moon? Am I going to Honestly. see Jesus? Like, where are you crazy. taking me? Um, That's crazy. Actual mess. Nah, actual fully, mess. I fully hear that. Like, um, Chris, do you want to say your one? What's your mistake that you've learned and stuff? And then I'll say mine, or do you want to go first? I don't know. Because I don't want to I don't mind. Yeah. I'm, I'm to, um, you have, yeah. You can, um, I can yeah. go with one. I got, I got a few, but I'll say only a few. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, because literally with me, like I was saying, like I didn't know much. Well, even though I'm not like a spender person, like I don't spend and stuff. But I don't know if you guys, um, you know, NatWest, they used to do this student um loan. They used to yeah, do this yeah. student loan that gives you if you open an account with them, a student account with them, kind of thing. Wild. Trust me. Um, so I was like, oh, cool. And how much was it? I think it was two thousand. That was the. I think Barclays did it, and other 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 banks did it as well. 
So obviously I was like, okay, cool, let me get a student. Da, da, da. And I always thought I was never going to like use it. But I just thought be there just in case. But one time I needed it because there was a situation that happened. So I needed all of it kind of thing. So basically, no, it's so crazy. You know, I listen, listen, listen to this story. So basically, um, you know, I'm trying to be transparent to everyone. There might be people in my situation. So I'm just trying to help you guys. Yeah, <laughs> um, so, so I had Barclays and NatWest at those times. So with Barclays, obviously I had that overdraft. Well, I had that loan, the 2000 loan. So anytime I put money in there, it just got eaten in and whatnot. But um, what do you call it? Then I had my Barclays. But then with my Barclays, it was so crazy. I lost my card. And then they, um, so in them times, I don't know if it's still the same now, but in them times, it's like, if you wanted to take money out, you have to take a passport or an ID to yeah. purchase yeah. money. And it'll ask you a question as well. So obviously, a dumb thing that I did, well, not, and, and, and not an ideal thing that I did. Sometimes if I was visiting mama in London or if I was in Luton, I'll be paying my uh, rent either um, in London or in Luton. Now, yeah. one time, this one time I wanted to go and take money out in, in Barclays Bank and they say to me, okay, let me see your ID. Cool. Okay, question. You took this money, you took this amount of money what location did you take it out of? Oh my I word. I was like, is it London or Luton? Luton or London? And I knew like whatever I said, if it was wrong, like, I don't know what would happen. And I was just like, oh yeah. my gosh. And I was like, and I told him, I was like, it's my rent money, but sometimes I pay in London, sometimes I pay in Luton. But they were just like, for this one, where did you, where did you, where, what location? And I was like, oh my gosh. Mm. And I think I said Luton. Next thing I know, I know the, la- the ladies on the phone, this and that. Next thing I know, she, she was like, I can't give you the money and stuff. She didn't even tell me that was the wrong answer. The next thing I knew, I received a letter saying that um, my account's going to be terminated, this and that. And I was like, because they're apparently suspicious of fraud. So they thought like maybe a fraud thing was trying to happen. Uh, yo. Then, then my NatWest sent me a letter to um, terminate my thing as well. But bear in mind, I had the two thousand, almost 2000 Thing to pay back so they told me i had to pay back within like uh was it a month or something and bear in mind i didn't have a job by then as well and this was after uni so i didn't have a job so i was like what and then they had to and i was like i don't have any money to pay this back so they had to put me to the debt is it the debt collectors and stuff the one the other third cup co- third party companies i was yeah. like but, but wow like what that, happened on the end? what happened so with that like i had to i had to be in i was basically long story short basically i was red listed my address was kind of like even my i think but then my my brother also had like uh, credit cards and stuff so um but all i knew that when i tried to go and get um a new um account with a different bank every time they'll put my name uh it will be rejected and stuff. So I was basically red listed. Is it red listed or black listed? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So I couldn't get any. Luckily, I already had my phone phone like uh, contract. So if I ever stopped that, I'll never get another phone contract at that time. Like I would have to tell you. Trust me. So, but if I'd learned about loans and stuff like that, I would have never mm. got it. Ever since then, I've always been scared of loans. Like anytime I see anything yeah. to do with loans, I get so scared. But yeah. now, um, so imagine, because I couldn't pay that 2000 or something. So imagine, so <laughs> I'm being so transparent. But basically, they were calling me 
all the time. And I was like, okay, I can't pay this amount. Can I make a loan? They were like, okay, cool. And I was like, and then I, to the point I start ignoring them. Never ignore that no. guys. Never ignore them. Always call them and let them know your situations. But I didn't know that. I didn't even know you can call them and like be like, listen, guys. Do you know what I mean? But I was just like, I was never picking up, never picking up their phone calls to the point they stopped calling until to the point where, um, Les David, he was like, do you know what? Because obviously for our future, we wanted to get mortgage one day, this and that, let's clear it off. So when I called them and I was like, oh, you guys stopped. I was like, maybe it's clear. Like, maybe they've stopped it. They've stopped calling me. Maybe, you know, they've stopped, you know, they've stopped chasing me. So that means maybe it's cleared off. <laughs> maybe they've forgotten <laughs> about me. They put me under the car. Girl can Bless <laughs> your heart. I was like, I was getting excited. I was like, I was like no, babe, I think, I think it's all right. I think it's all right. They stopped calling me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But when we called them and they were like, yeah, well, basically, um, we stopped calling you and stuff, but you're basically blacklisted. So even though we're not calling you, we stopped calling you, you will never get a mortgage, anything like that, because you've got that there. Oh, Jesus. And, I, and it was weird because I think my sister tried to say she went to NatWest one time to get an account and they rejected her. I think maybe because of the name or the, address, the addresses thing. But she's got good, like she got good um, credit credit and stuff she's never yeah. taken a loan or nothing oh. this was even before i think she almost died uni and stuff but yeah they couldn't give it to her wow. the dress i think but um yeah. so basically i paid that off and they tell you i think after when you so i paid off the whole money and i think they told me after five years or something you'll be cleared off and only we were checking my clear score and whatnot and i think only last year october that it was cleared, like it was cleared that I'm off the record. Oh, and, this happened, and this, and I cleared it off in 2016, 17. Wow. Wow. So, but even now, because wow. I don't even have like a high street account, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I have like one of those mm. ones to develop, like Cash Plus. They're really good. Um, yeah. So, guys, like, yeah. Um, and I couldn't get credit card to try and get my credit score good because I'll just get rejected. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, people say, get credit card, it will help you. I'm like, I can't. I want to, but I can't. But, <laughs> I can't. I <laughs> but cannot. Because, but luckily with Cash Class, I think they have this thing where you take out an overdraft, but if you're paying well, like, it helps with your credit score kind of mm. thing. Um, But, like, just to let people know, like, be careful because don't take oh, something. Yeah. Like, that taught me, like, not to just take things alone out because I was getting back then I was young, I know I was excited, I was like, oh alone, this and that. But yeah, so I, I is a can is a case that don't take a loan out if it's not within your means that you know you're not gonna pay out. Yeah, yeah that's your means. And another thing that I learned, which might sound a bit different, is that so I've been a type where like I'm the oldest in my family and sometimes people will ask me, you know, to loan money or whatever, or friends that have asked me to loan money. Now, I've learned, like, a bit of the hard way where, you know, I've loaned someone money and they never gave it back and I really needed it and yep. stuff, but they never gave it back. So, and then after, like, two years, they gave it back to me. Like, they were like, bing, um, by the way, I got your money now. I was like, okay, cool. And that time I actually needed it, but I needed it before, but then I just left it because I was like, okay, I can't get in contact with this person no more. So what has taught me as well about learning people money and also, like, I remember saving a lot of money because I was like, okay, I'm going to start saving. And I saved a lot of money in the relative's account. Because obviously, I, didn't, I couldn't get an account to do a saving account. Because I, I couldn't get any account because of my situation. 
So the only way I could save money was to put in other people's account, hoping that they won't spend it or anything. But one time I saved a lot of money in a relative's account. And next thing I knew, the whole money was gone. Oh, man. Yeah. A situation happened. They didn't spend it, but a situation happened with their account that my whole money was gone. I was hurt. Oh, my gosh. Stress. So I think one thing I learned is like, if someone was to ask me money, I would have to think, okay, if I give money to this person, am I okay with never getting it back? Am I going to be okay with that? Like, if I never get yeah, it back? It. Do you know that's what I mean? Principle. Like, mm. I'm not going to give money if I know, okay, I'm going to need it next week. No matter if the family or whatever, it's like, okay, if I'm not going to get it next week, you know, you think twice. So it's a case like, are you going to be okay giving that person that money? No, you're not going to get it straight back. You might get it after a few months, a few years kind of thing. But am I going to be okay with that? Am I still going to struggle? Do you know what I mean? If I don't have it. So I think that's what's taught me as well. But just a little something, you know, with people, it does get better. Anyone that's in like my situation that's been black yeah. or whatever, you know, it does get better. I think definitely just trying to like, um, yeah, just, yeah, just try and like build your credit really well if you yeah, can. completely agree man because it can it can feel hopeless in those situations yeah but like you know you just got to be patient you know it, mm -hmm. it really does especially especially if you're christian you have even more you have the most reason to have hope do you know what i mean yeah, yeah like it exactly. really, really does get better so don't it does don't give up all that matter of you know i think i'm gonna end it all forget all of that because <laughs> just please you know do, it. Mean, do, it. do it put in the graft and, yes. and end that debt you know, yes. do what you need to do, suffer for a time, and then mm -hmm. excel afterwards, you know what I'm saying? So, exactly. Um, yeah, completely agree there. Yeah, because, like, my brother, he went through a situation, and then where he had to pay some money back because he was in a car accident and stuff, and he had to pay mm. some money back. But he literally was so strict. He literally cut off going out with his friends, cut off a lot of things just to make sure, like, a lot of his salary went towards paying that off. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes if you have a big debt... Sometimes it's wise to just cut going out, like, yeah. you know, listen, when you go out in the club, whatever, like, all that money you're spending, it could go towards you being, you know, debt-free <laughs> kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, for real. Facts. So you have to be strict. No, honestly. And um, just quickly, guys, we, as we're going to round up, because I'm aware of time, um, yeah, I wanted to also thank Liz for being so transparent. So I'm yeah, being a bit man. cheesy, you know. Do you want cheese with the burger? Um, yeah, for being so cheese. transparent because <laughs> I'm and cheese, you know what I mean? Um, uh, where was I? <laughs> um, sorry, guys, we always digress a bit, uh, a bit of a mess. But yeah, thank you so much for sharing your testimony and being transparent because I know a lot of audience, I mean, a lot of people who are listening yeah. are struggling and, you know, may have been in similar situations thinking, how am I going to get out? this debt mm. and this is a living testimony that by the grace of god you can if you put your head down put budget you know budget there's even like services that you could go to um like a citizenship or something i can't remember the name but google yeah. services to help me budget with my <laughs> with yeah. my debt now, do you know when a great something. time when a great time that there's so much advice out there for for finance and stuff That's, so yeah. we're, we're in that generation where like it is yeah it's crucial, exactly. like, and there's a lot out yeah. there. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I just want to say also, um, I know the audience are probably thinking, what about your experience, Mr. De La Cruz? Yes, um, I can't relate <laughs> because I've always been <laughs> No shade to anyone. I've always kind of been frugal with my money. I've been broke before and it taught me the value of a pound. Um, I don't get instant gratification um, buying something spontaneously, like buying a big car. I'm thinking, I'd rather stunt. You know, people are like, why don't you stunt on these holes? Um, I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'd rather show off with a nice house. Um, <laughs> but I'm quite <laughs> humble. So I'd be like, you know, give God the glory in that, which is yeah. true, actually, because, you know, he opens blessings that no man can shut. Amen. I will say this just in addition. Sorry to interrupt. I will say one thing for That's the cool. frugal people out there. One thing I had to learn is, you know, I made fun of it before of living in the moment. Obviously, be wise in it, you know. Bible says again, mm. like, teach, teach, somebody said, teach me how to number my days, God, so mm. that I can have a heart of wisdom in it. Mm. So, like, the, mm. the aspect that, you know, you don't have many days to live kind of thing, kind of, mm. like, teaches you, you've got to be wise with the time you have, obviously. Mm. But at that I same wish. token, it's like, you can, you can be unbalanced the opposite way, where mm. it's like you know you you don't even want to buy gifts for your wife because it's like mm. i'm trying to be frugal and you're being overly frugal like yeah overly, yes you yeah, know yeah. you're being excessive in you with your savings you know what i mean yeah, saving, nah. for savings, saving, yeah. it's like we're saving for a rainy day rainy day but it's like you haven't been on holiday in 20 years mm. it's like, come if you're on not careful you'll break the, down mm. you know, so but i gotta save for a house real quickly as well this <laughs> for some you guys you guys might have had of heard of other other um strat, strategy that people use but like for example like david was telling me the other day because he's reading these books about like how to save and everything but um he was saying about the 70 10 10 10 i don't know if you guys have heard of that okay. um or the 70 30 yes. so so yes. like yes. yeah yes yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like you spend out of your money you spend um what was it no so, so every pound you 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 spend 70 percent and then the 10%, like 10% go to other stuff. So you spend like say 70p of that pound and then the 10p, so the 30p, but 10p goes to say a saving, another 10p goes to um, obviously, you know, people who are, well, I don't know. But yeah, what do you say? Investment and another 10p in, oh, I can't remember what he said, but another thing, um, I think like helping people out. Yeah, like helping people, but the seventy percent you spent. But yeah, go on, go on, David. All right, cool. I'm gonna shamelessly plug myself. So I am a financial advisor. Um, Amazing, guys! Do, you heard I that? Do, <laughs> um, I do free finance. Well, the company I'm with, we do free financial game plans for people. Amazing. Um, and you know, we 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 teach them financial ed- education. Um, mm. you know, clearing off their debt, giving them best ways and methods to be able to clear their debt. Um, and realize their goals and dreams um, and things. So in terms of that, uh, the, the saving, mm. I completely agree. Um, just for people out there, just I'll drop this little nugget. I'll just add on. Um, Go for it. So yeah, for all of your money that you save, you need to have 10% or 10% give it away. If you're not a Christian, obviously we have tithes, but if you're mm. not a Christian, just give yeah. it to charity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just give it to charity, do something good with the money. Mm. Um then another chunk of it, another ten percent. Obviously, mm-hmm. if if you if you shout me and then we'll we'll speak. I'll, I can go into more detail and stuff like that. Um, another part should go into your short term savings. Mm. So that should be for like uh, birthdays, for like and and you know amenities like that. Because 
Christmas is the same time every year, but people are surprised mm. when it comes around. Yeah, like, um, it's true. Yeah. I'm one of them sometimes. <laughs> and it's like, if you saved one pound for the 365 days until the next Christmas, you have 365 pounds to spend as Christmas. Imagine. So then, you know, money should go into a short-term account. Then you need another account for your long-term savings and your investments. Mm-hmm. And then you need a final account for your emergency um, funds. So mm. in that emergency fund, you need to have, I'd say, three to six months of your salary saved up. So if mm. something like Rona does happen, you know, you've got that cushion mm. there. Yeah. So, you know, there's just a, there's a, there's a lot more. Um, so, yeah, if, if, if you want a, a free financial game plan, you know, shout me, shout me. Definitely. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, no, definitely. Right, guys. That's, that's amazing, guys. That's amazing. All right, guys. Thank you, um, Corridate and David the Great, for obviously coming on to our podcast. You know, yes. our first ever podcast, podcast collaboration. Um, let's Purple plug in podcast. more socials, guys. Yes. How can people find your amazing podcast? Um, you can find our podcast if you go onto Instagram um, and type in at underscore the purple podcast. Okay. T H E P U R P L E P O D C. A-S-T. So that's Come just on. the Purple smooth. Podcast smooth. normal. It's smooth, isn't it? Oh, it's smooth. <laughs> smooth, smooth. But yeah, it's just the Purple Podcast spelling. But again, it's at underscore mm. the Purple Podcast, all spelled okay. normally. Um, and you can reach us there. Yeah, man. Amazing. That's amazing. amazing. Thank you so, ga- what so we'll much, do, guys. guys. We'll put, put all their socials under our details below when this episode comes out. Thank you so much for having us on, man. No, thank you I've for coming on. This is our first, this is our first yeah, feature as well. So like, yeah. It was really good, man. Really good. Yes. That's Just before true. we go, yes. you said that we'd pray for um, the people who uh, are going need... through the corona stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Please. Anybody want to do the honours? Mr. Corday, are we looking at me? I, I mean, I yeah. mean, Corday brought up, so I said, Yeah, I'm looking at you, right? <laughs> but I look, I, I was like, Oh, no. <laughs> whether you believe you, you do believe, whether you do or don't, just say amen, innit? Um, amen, amen. Father amen. God in heaven, we know that you're a good, good father and you love us. Um, and we know that for those of us who are called according to your purpose and who love you, Lord, all things are working for our good. Mm. So, Lord, we're just asking right now that, Lord, that you would simply um, be with us, Lord, that you would be with us through this tough time. Come for all those who have. Um, who have suffered in one way, shape, or form, Lord, that you help us, we who are not suffering as much, to stay humble um, and to do what we can to help those who are suffering, Lord, and that um, as a result, you would help us to be extensions of your light into the world um, and to be that light in the darkness, Lord. Um, we ask that you would remove this coronavirus pandemic and epidemic um, soon, um, as soon as possible, Lord, and that you would bring us all to a place, Lord, where we're not just comfortable, Lord, but, but we, we've got our hearts set on you and and we demonstrate that love for you, Lord. Bless us all um, and be blessed in doing so. For the glory of your name and our joy. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God is good. Amen. Amen. That was amen. beautiful. Thank you so much, Corriday. And thank you to the audience who are listening to All About the Bands, newcomers and oldcomers. Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud and leave yeah. a nice feedback for us. Well, I just winked at <laughs> the camera. Don't know why. <laughs> Not a bit awkward. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much. We love and appreciate you. And yeah, that's about it. Elizabeth, do you have something else you want to... Stay safe. Thank you so much for listening, so guys. Thank and you, we'll guys. catch you next time. Stay safe. Stay blessed. Bye. Peace. Ha, ha, ha.